tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Recap, a weekly edition of the Grace Bible Church podcast, where we talk about life and faith based off of our sermon this past Sunday. For recordings of our sermons, more podcasts, and to submit any questions or comments you might have, visit begrace.org slash podcast. For more information about Grace Bible Church, visit begrace.org. I'm Joey Clone, one of the assistant pastors here. I'm Chris Webster, assistant pastor of worship and communication. I'm Dave McMurray, preaching pastor here. Well, welcome back to another week. Welcome back, Dave. Thank you. You were actually in Memphis, right? I was in Memphis. Lots of music, hanging out with my kids. It was good. I wasn't quite sure where you were at until last week. I was like, Memphis? Oklahoma. Oklahoma? Mm, Memphis? One of those places. And Chris Mm. said, Memphis. Mm, I said, okay. Yes. Authoritatively. You got new glasses in Memphis? I'm trying out bifocals. I've been trying out progressives which bugged me for certain reasons, so now I'm trying bifocals. Mm. Am, am I a bad person that I didn't even notice? That makes me a bad person. No, I notice okay. now. It's all right. You didn't go with the progressive. You went with straight up bifocals. Bifocal. I can see the line. Well, so here's the deal on progressives. You have to like look at the middle all the time. You can't look to the right or the left because the sides are all curved, just the way they're made, and that kind of bugs me, so... I feel like right now when you're looking at me, your eyeball is split in the middle between the line. Oh, uh, I need to put my head down. I don't really know what Look that means. Dave, I want to take a picture that we may or may not put in the sermon notes. Okay. Like, show notes. Show notes that. I don't know how to put pictures in the show notes. I think that's a thing. I think I'll we could do that. It. I'll host it on. Chris Go is ahead. in charge. Okay. Chris is going to make it happen. Um, so this week we're back in the Joseph story. So we took mm-hmm. a break last week. Last week, we looked at Genesis chapter 15, mm-hmm. backstory for our story, looking at the promise, God to Abraham, the covenant he made, cutting animals in half, which mm. all of the, the middle school and high schoolers thought was pretty gross. Um, probably most people thought it was pretty gross. It was pretty gross. Yeah. I almost made a horrified face just to see if I could throw you off during that part. <laughs> but I didn't do it. Just like, Ugh. Yeah. Just, like, just plenty just of other people in the do, middle of the so. sermon. <laughs> That's what, yeah. Oh, well. Lots of people make faces when I put up anything gross. <laughs> See, I always feel like whenever you, this is way off topic, I don't know where we are, but I always feel like whenever you say something like, oh, somebody's making a face about that, I guess I'll change the next slide. It's like, this is just him like, like pretending it's a bit, yeah. <laughs> it's my shtick. Uh, no, it's actually real. People make faces. Okay, cool. That's, so here's another side note before we get to the sermon. That's been one of the hardest things for me to get over as a preacher because I'm very sensitive to all the faces people are making. So a lot of people make really bored faces, and Mm. that's how they pay attention, and I've learned that. A lot of people make sleeping faces. A lot of people make sleeping faces, and I I would say that that. is genuine boredom (laughs) or just tiredness. Uh, A lot of people make really horrified faces or laughing, you know, all kinds of faces people make. Hmm. Okay. Something happened this week that made me think of that, too. I don't Mm. remember what it was. I have to go back and re-listen mm-hmm. to the sermon for the mm-hmm. sixth time to find out. <laughs> but this week we've come back to the Joseph story. We're in Genesis chapter forty-seven, but really you covered part of forty-six, most of forty-six. Yeah, I, re- I kind of reviewed it. Yeah, large re- chunk. Reviewed of it. it, previewed it. We've no, we didn't actually do it. I guess you previewed it a few weeks ago. Yeah. So didn't before Chase, I talked it. about it at the very end of my sermon. You know, like three sentences, and then I reviewed it a little bit as well. Okay. So covered a lot of chapter 46 i have some question about that in a minute Mm -hmm. did most of 47 but really this part of the story is just um what did you call it you said it was like the big reveal almost i guess i don't know jacob's not the big reveal that was a couple weeks ago the reconciliation reconciliation jacob comes 
Jacob meets with Joseph. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Joseph brings Jacob to meet Pharaoh. Mm-hmm, Pharaoh mm-hmm. gives them a place to live and yeah. takes care of them. Family is Jacob moved into them. Egypt. Yeah. So moving to Egypt, Egypt still has hard times, but God's still blessing his people, kind mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. sort of. And then, did you go to the end of chapter 47? I had a... Almost, almost. Almost, okay. I skipped the part about promise me that you'll bury me yeah. in my father's. Yeah. Are you going to cover that? I'm going to push that to next week because okay. we've got all these, these kind of blessings cool. and stuff. I, I never know, well. whenever you do stuff like that, I never mm-hmm. know if you're going to actually cover that later. If you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, I decided to skip that part, I'm going to chapter 48. Yeah. So in youth, I covered it and I realized how weird it is. It's a weird part. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew it was yeah. a relatively weird part, but like, so why did he tell him to put his hand on his thigh? <laughs> And it's like, yeah, that's weird, huh? We'll, we'll save that it's, for next it's like, week. <laughs> it's like shaking a hand, all right? Yeah. It's like shaking hands. It's a more intimate it's, way to shake a hand. It's a covenant slash promise, yeah. but not quite as much. But yeah. So we got to get through that with people being like, why are they shaking thighs? <laughs> <laughs> Shake your thighs. But Content for next week. But Genesis chapter 47, <laughs> you called it Sojourn by Grace, mm-hmm. um, focusing on being temporary residents, that they were coming to Egypt Mm-hmm. as temporary residents and so mm-hmm. you said um in in sojourning man i don't know how to phrase it but you said sojourning remembers the promises mm-hmm. which i guess is is strangely worded so i won't blame myself i'll blame you don't for that blame me it's strangely worded sojourning continues the mission mm-hmm. and sojourning feels like a cliffhanger yeah um so those are your three points basically being temporary residents helps us remember the promise that God gave Abraham. Mm-hmm. Being temporary residents helps us to remember and to continue on the mission that we were given. Yep. Um, and then being temporary residents feels like we're never quite there and we're always mm-hmm. in this state of, are we going to know the ending? Are yeah. we going to be part of it? That was okay. really good. I like how you did that. Thank All right, you. Cool. I tried to, tried to make it make more sense because <laughs> for me... It makes sense. And when yeah. I was reading them on the slides and stuff, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes sense. Right. But when I was trying to put it into a sentence, I was like, oh, it's wait an, a second. That, that doesn't really make a sentence. Yeah, it's an awkward sentence for uh, sure. Your wife would be super proud. She probably <laughs> was super proud. Also, um, should I call you out? I'll call you out. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's your fault or not. Sojourning continues the mission. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw it. You probably did because you're pretty critical. It was spelled M-I-I-S. S-I-O-N. I don't Ooh. know if you saw that in your slides. Mm. It was the by Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> by Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't even see it. I didn't see it either. Whoa. That's my own fault. Whoa. Maybe I am Maybe I wasn't wearing my glasses. Uh, mm. Bifocals or uh, transitions? Nah, I, I have single vision lenses. <laughs> okay. so, so if I'm wearing them, I'm wearing them. If I'm not, I'm not. That's yeah. all I got. But, well, I, I'd like to ask you a question to start based off of Chapter 46. So I guess... Mm-hmm. Kind of, sort of, in our text, because we covered it, but... Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Fair enough. You you skipped the genealogy, and you gave a brief mm-hmm. a brief little summary on, like, genealogies are good and important, and it meant mm-hmm. things. I guess I was wondering, how should we read genealogies? So, mm. it could apply to this text, it could apply to many other texts, right? Mm-hmm. We're reading the Bible, and we get to this passage where it's like, and so-and-so begot so-and-so, and this mm-hmm. person was the son of this person, mm-hmm. and... I might be guilty of sometimes either reading really fast for them or skipping through mm. them. I'm just wondering, how should we read them? Um, are they actually important? Why are they included in the text? And mm-hmm. you gave, like, a minuscule little... No, no that sounds mean. You mm-hmm. just gave a small little bit yeah. this week on, on why this is important because, I don't yeah. know, it showed completion or something. Yeah. But 
Definitely. So, and then, you know, there's kind of a final sentence and there were 70 of them that entered the promised land. So I really just was like, yeah, this is completion, fulfillment. But I was thinking about this actually driving in today. It's okay to describe the forest and it's okay to describe the trees. And we often do both in preaching. Sometimes a sermon can be much more like how many rings are on this tree and what's the bark like? And let's analyze the Mm. leaf pattern. And then sometimes it's like, look at this forest there's a river on this side, and then three miles down, there's another river, you know, and you're kind of describing a large swath. So with this section, I was going more forest. So I think that's just a general principle of sometimes in Scripture you read five chapters and look yeah, for main ideas, and sometimes you jump into the little tiny details. To be fair, I think everyone goes to the forest when it's genealogy. So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, I wanted to start with the big principle. So the big principle is, like, give yourself a break to sometimes do one and sometimes do the other. But, yeah, to your point with genealogies, it's, it's hard. I think the average person doesn't want to do that, you know, ring or leaf analysis in minor detail. And I would just recommend it's it's important to do it sometimes. Get a good commentary, read through why it matters and what it signifies. Cross-reference one genealogy with the other genealogy. Um, that can be helpful because it's kind of like you're comparing clues and like, why did they talk about this? But this other one talked about that. Um, but I think it's also really helpful to look at the beginning and the ending summary statements. Most of the genealogies have a have an intro at the beginning or a closing sentence that's telling you why they're telling you about this genealogy and so that can help it make more sense that's makes it easier to get through yeah i, I think i'm when i read those to my kids mm-hmm. it, it's a thing you would say too is just for one thing the detail that that adds this historic weight right mm-hmm. and just continuing mm-hmm. to like revel in that that oh yeah this isn't just a made-up story by mm-hmm. people who just slung it together this is adding historic weight and then I, there have been there have been some even translations of I love the commentary thing. I hadn't really thought about going that deep with it, but mm-hmm. um, I think it was like the voice. I like to read the voice sometimes. It's kind of a poetic mm-hmm. version, and it'll it'll pause and have these little asides in the middle. Sometimes in the genealogies, like this person who was blah blah blah, and it's like that helps you get back into the the uh, this mattered to the original mm-hmm. readers, and mm-hmm. they, these people had real you know, real stories that they would identify with. And so, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is hard for us. I was reading it these I, days. Uh, the other thing I would add, and this might be unique to my temperament, but I don't feel guilty about reading <laughs> one portion of scripture less than another. Like I just don't feel any guilt about it. I, I would say, yeah, you should read them sometimes, but I don't think there's some rule of you have to read every section of scripture this many times per year, you know, so I guess I feel a, a general freedom. I would challenge people to study and read it sometimes, but I'd also say don't feel bad if it feels boring and minute, and you know I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. It is harder. I think there are harder parts of Scripture and easier parts of Scripture. Sure. Huh. Okay. <laughs> be a human. I, that's be a, a human. Yeah. It's okay I to feel be like human. initially it was a non-answer, but I'll buy it. I think we turned it into <laughs> an answer. Um, you didn't sound too much like a politician, I guess. But... Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I think there's probably lots of reasons for it. A mm-hmm. lot of it probably was for the original audience. Um, oh yeah, so that's helpful. But sojourning remembers a promise. How? I don't. I don't even know if we should spend any time on it. This is what you spent like two thirds, four thirds of your sermon on. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that's good math. I didn't Third. know if anybody would buy it. I, I was hoping for a little laugh, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're we were still Insert calculating. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had our pen and paper out. <laughs> you, you spent a lot of time Carry on Sojourning Remembers the Promises. Yes. Man, I can't even say that sentence. You need to redo that. Sojourning <laughs> Remembers the Promises. Promises. But anything on that section or questions, Chris, on that section? I mean... You have Do Not Disturb and your phone's ringing too. Yeah, What's up with I know, that? I know. I'm it's calling, not working. I'm calling Apple yep, after this. Right. Mm. Call it on air. Uh. <laughs> no, we'll just be on hold for a long time probably. Um, so well, I, I don't know. I guess you, I mean, uh, you had the first, I was almost right before the that first point of you talked about your I Heart Colleen shirt and that was just mm. fascinating because, yeah, that, I, I don't know. That's just such a thing here and, and I thought that was a good uh we had a good discussion at small group about just the idolatry of place that we have and mm-hmm. and um i man it's just it's just linked into so much and um we're always looking for the best place to live looking mm-hmm. for um and everything in our life we think we have ultimate control we have this buffet of of good things to choose from and so we're discontent everywhere and uh I don't know that that was just an interesting. I've heard so many great conversations about, man, maybe I should wear an I Heart Colleen shirt. Like I refused to at first, but um, <laughs> people are now being lured. To Chris? No, you no, some of the quoting, people in those uh, quoting in this, people. I, I designed it. I better wear it sometimes. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. yeah. So we, for those of you who don't know this, this whole I Heart Colleen, we we, I don't know. It was almost like a miniature movement we tried to start slash did start mm-hmm. well back. And Colleen's not a place people want to be a lot of times. And um, so we made these shirts that were purposefully pushing into this idea of sojourning and making places beautiful because of God's love for us and um, choosing to sort of even as even as half joke try to t- try to live that idea of loving the place you're at. Um, and you'd said the true thing that people are either really mad about it or mm. <laughs> or really love it, but mm-hmm. it's very strange, different strange reactions to get out of people. But, um, well, people want to be justified in their hatred of place too. I think. So. <laughs> well, you know, and that came out Sorry. also also in small group. I think mm-hmm. we were asking, we were talking about how does your identity in Christ shape how you can re- how you can love Colleen or how you can love a place that you don't necessarily want to be. And I, I was really struck with the thought of uh, we do have this sense of um, taste and uh, my brain's not working for the source, but this idea of I need to show people that I know what a great place looks like by not mm-hmm. enjoying this place. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like we're protecting our own uh, perceived, like what people think we don't have taste or we don't know what. I can totally could. relate to that because my street is spelled wrong. <laughs> and so on all important documents, I mean, the street sign itself everywhere, it's spelled wrong. It's not the way the word is spelled. And that I mean, hurts I think me. your street is a name of a person or something no it's it's uh <laughs> you don't say it they'll I don't stop say you it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. um it could be yeah no it's not it's definitely not yeah, okay. yeah. the whole neighborhood is based on a theme and they, they're okay. all uh, they all have similar names parallel names and mine is spelled wrong that is such a fascinating <laughs> metaphor and so it hurts me because then people think i can't spell you know that's i'm always you know yeah well i'm not worried about it anymore but but first that two is, years it drove me nuts but yeah but but exactly right like 
when if if and when you are secure in your identity and aren't having to mm-hmm. protect the the marketing side of what people perceive of you, mm-hmm. right? If you actually say, okay, I'm I'm God's child, and I, it doesn't really matter if they think I'm a low, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. It, it, I don't have to protect that. Like I'm safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you can actually enjoy the simple things. You can actually choose to love a city where oh, you will. You may get that reaction, like with the t-shirt, like how dare you love this thing? Don't you know it's not great? And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. That was that was one of the things we came away from as yeah. small groups. Of, um, so yeah, anyway, there true. was that whole thing. No, Sorry to good. take us no, back to that. Yeah. It's good. I We actually, before we started, Chris mm-hmm. was like, what's your uh, roadmap and how do we do this? <laughs> he said, you always talk about the reason we choose the main idea first and then go to the next one. And I totally skipped it this time. So <laughs> it's a good thing you reminded mm-hmm. me of our roadmap because mm-hmm. I remembered it. Obviously, Um, (laughs) no worries. But no, I mean, that was a big setup for your whole sermon was Mm -hmm. your identity as a sojourner, as a temporary resident, Mm -hmm. and how that that affects the way you you live and you interact with the place you live. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you said something like if you really dislike your home, you could put your identity in that. And if you Mm -hmm. really love it, you could put your identity in that. And it it causes us to forget that it's a temporary home. We're temporary residents. So. Mm-hmm. We also had a fascinating kind of side discussion about um, how you know, how you feel, and sense that things are temporary here. And uh, mm-hmm. our our leader Jim was talking about um, how would you explain to a, like a young child that sense of temporariness? Like, I don't know. Hmm. I was going to posit that to Dave. How would you describe to them how you know that these things are temporary or what that f- looks like? Break all their toys. <laughs> oh. Give them you a cookie and take it away. Sense of temper. Just how would you describe to a child what Colleen is like, or what no. temporariness? Just is? that we are sojourners. So how, oh, how does gotcha, that? Gotcha. Or, or you know, in a way huh. that they hmm, feel, yeah. not necessarily just abstractly, but um, how have they encountered it so far? You know. Well, I think I can remember as a child going in the car to my grandparents' house for a couple days for Christmas or Thanksgiving or something, and then coming back and being really happy to come back home because that was my home. So I think by way of analogy, you could explain that to a kid of, well, Mm. that's kind of what it's supposed to be like when we go to heaven. Mm. It's like that's our real home. It's even better and more permanent and Mm. more perfect. That trip you're on, that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's good. I also thought for adults, uh, one of my favorite thoughts is is that intersection of art and imagination and how that is this transcendent truth of where do those thoughts come from where do these these longings for something more beautiful than reality Hmm. start you know if if this is a completely materialistic place Mm -hmm. then we should have no imaginings of something better or something different or that this is not the way mm. it should be. That this mm-hmm. is just what it is, and there's nothing else. So even imagination and mm-hmm. and people creating these works of beauty are this this hint at there's something else. Um, yeah. A book I recommend half of this book. Uh, <laughs> <Which> <laughs> Echoes, Echoes of Eden. I think it was Jerome Bars. Yeah, mm-hmm. I loved one half, and the other one half was dry and and but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> was a genealogy. No. Uh, but yeah, it, it talked about that we we have we know mm-hmm. we've come from from this perfect place and we're longing for a perfect place and uh, so I think if we pay mm-hmm. attention, art can be be that too to just sense this temporal mm-hmm. nature of. I think C.S. Lewis uh, makes that argument as well. Mm-hmm. 
if we have, I think he uses the word desires. If we have desires that can't be fulfilled in this world, then we know there's this other world. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, you can have your first point now, Joey. <laughs> I mean, that's all. That's all part. Looking of it. back at the promises, I think we should just say reference last week's podcast. Now moving on. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Yeah. For for point the whole point one or for yeah, this, I mean that uh, was yeah. I was trying to re, yeah. re I was trying to tie chapter forty six to Genesis fifteen, which mm. was why well, I was really excited and geeked out that. Chase preached on mm. Genesis 15 because that was, I thought, the perfect interlude for what we're doing. Mm. I thought the one thing you said, I think it was in this section, uh, well, sorry, it was the verse that said, Joseph's hand shall close your eyes. Mm. Um, I was kind of trying to think, what what deep desire is that speaking to? I think it's just... Um, you will you will die safe with your family. You know, just mm-hmm. that was such a kind of poetic thing. I was trying to connect that to what we have as a desire of just hmm. is that kind of just you you'll will, you'll die with your family, maybe mm-hmm. you'll you'll die with those you love. That yeah, this is planned out. You will be safe. You will not be destroyed by your enemies, but mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. So so bigger than that, maybe uh, you, you said the promise the promise of God was land, descendants, and blessing, right? Yes. Those are the three things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, I was just trying to connect that to the the deep heart longings we have and do mm-hmm. those do those line up in some way even today with what we long for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think? I think so. Place. Maybe it's I just mean, straightforward. Yeah. I, mean, I think land is the home thing we've been talking about mm-hmm. and descendants, I think. I think obviously there's more physical and more spiritual ways to take that, but to be in the body of Christ is to be fruitful. We talk about that a lot. So it's to have spiritual descendants, you know, and and Galatians 3 says we're spiritual descendants of Abraham by faith. And so that is ultimately fulfilled spiritually, but there's also the physical reality of that. That's something I think most people long for. I don't know. It's funny. It's probably getting, becoming less of a thing that people long for in our culture, but um, historically, throughout human history, I think people have desired to have descendants and children and family. That yeah, I think that is part of what fascinated me. By we we we've drifted a lot mm-hmm. from these things that w- that we still deeply long for, but we don't mm-hmm. think about it very much, or mm. or we we try to deny that we want that. And mm-hmm. but there's also like you were saying, basically, there's the physical the physical reality of that that god was talking about and the spiritual reality that is actually yeah. even deeper you know yeah. yes we all long to have a place of our own but like we said again and again there's yeah. deeper longing for the better city and and things like that well and it yeah i mean the the whole spiritual physical fulfillment is really confusing with the land specifically i mean that's something that mm. theologians argue a lot about and i didn't want to go into that but you know how how is that fulfilled the the promised land is it you know physical land then spiritual land or is it some mix of both or is it really just spiritual not really physical you know there's every theologian has their own little theory of how that will be fulfilled but we all we all agree it will be fulfilled i think it's kind of confusing trying to imagine exactly how it's going to take place hmm. but we will have this promised land we will have this fulfillment that we still long for and hebrews 11 talks about that ultimately being fulfilled in heaven 
Mm. And there's, I guess, in between those, I just was thinking about, too, the thing that we can maybe really relate to is belonging. So even Mm -hmm. that, like your descendants and your land, it's like Mm -hmm. this people and this place where you are Mm. meant to be and you are part of this thing. So anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating because one of the promises, and I'm mixing up what's in 12 and what's in 15, you know, because God makes these promises to, to Abraham, I believe, in 12, 15, and 17. Uh, chapters of Genesis, but one of them he talks about descendants, and one of them he talks about nations. You know, and so there's the scale kind of keeps widening out, and that's one of the fascinating things about what you were describing about this longing to belong to a people. There's a sense in which, as a church and God's people, we're like a part of a people in an intimate, intimate family sense, but we're also a part of this worldwide cosmic movement of God you know, blessing nations and nations and multitudes and, you know, mm. these huge numbers of people, which is crazy. Well, and that was kind of your second point, right? Mm-hmm. Being sojourners, being temporary residents continues the mission. Mm-hmm. And you, you tied that in with Jacob coming and meeting Pharaoh. I think that's kind of what's your, yeah, main, the blessing. your main section on that point. Yeah, that was really, that's one of those things where I debated between, you know, continue the mission is kind of like an abstract heading for, for what I was trying to describe, but, even after the sermon, I thought maybe I just said a, should have said bless because that's what it said in the text. Mm. But um, as sojourners, we are to bless others. Um, I was trying to make that a little more abstract with keeping the mission going. Our mission is to bless others and tie that all together. But that makes sense of our temporary sojourn assignment, I think, that we have a job to do. It's not just hang out and wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're temporary, just hang out. It's you're here bless others you know we have a job to do so so sojourn shares that root root of journey uh, with journey the word mm-hmm. journey right in english mm-hmm. and that that was an interesting metaphor in my mind too of like mm-hmm. if you're a sojourner you're moving like you're mm-hmm. you're in the middle of this journey yeah like you said you're not Going sitting somewhere. still but you're you're on your way to somewhere mm-hmm. and so there's that danger of of ceasing to be a sojourner by sitting still and saying, this is the end of the road. Mm. <laughs> we're done now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting though. They didn't say, Oh, we're moving here. It was like, mm. he, he said right from the beginning, like we're sojourners here. We're, mm-hmm. we're temporary mm-hmm. residents. Yeah. They were very, yeah. They were strongly defining it. Mm-hmm. Can we hang out at your place for 400 years? <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> just, just mm-hmm. temporarily. Yeah. <laughs> We could sleep on the couch. <laughs> do you know anything? This is totally random, but do you know anything about the whole Goshen thing? Like, was Goshen actually the, like the best place, or was it? I almost just had this. Anyway, do you know anything about Goshen? Or most of what I've read, I, again, it's one of those debated things. But most of what I've read said it was nice, fertile pasture okay. land, and it was kind of close to the capital in the later in the later translations, and in some places, even I think in this story, it's called Ramses. Which yeah, is what it was called story, later. Yeah. You know, it's just a lot of times what we have in scripture, the way we understand it is Moses is writing this book. And so Moses uses, you know, terms of the time of Jacob and Joseph, but then Moses also will use reference points of his time mm. for his, you know, audience. readers, his audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's my best understanding. It was, it was good land. It was close to the capital. This was a great deal that they got. Um, if I understand right, it was kind of good land, but out in the sticks a little bit. And so that's why it was a good deal for Israel, but also it was something they were willing to do. Mm-hmm. There was so much just kind of 
strategy feeling throughout yeah, that yeah that there's it was time, just like yeah, there's tons i of that. think goshen must have been yeah like that that middle territory not like we're gonna take the best mm-hmm. of everything but mm-hmm. but it still was good okay that's interesting yeah and there was a lot of that in the text a lot of the stuff i read in the commentaries that i just i skipped over i, I think i just referenced the text where it says he he grabbed five of his brothers and in the hebrew it's like from the fringe or from the edges and from what i'm understanding of the hebrew that was the kind of the best of you know it's an idiom for he took the the outliers or the ones that stood out as the best brothers and yeah them he, pharaoh. he war gamed it hard yeah. he's like all right i'm gonna tell pharaoh mm-hmm. or you guys tell pharaoh this i'll mm-hmm. say that yeah pharaoh will say this it was very mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i don't know it reminded me of when you know a big higher up boss comes to a place and mm-hmm. they have the whole thing staged and mm-hmm. you know he will run into an employee at this place and the employee will ask him a question about this and mm-hmm. blah blah and it just seemed very mm-hmm. i was like huh, this definitely still happens mm-hmm. yeah if you've ever been in the military mm-hmm. before and right generals come into the motor pool you know mm-hmm. that uh this is exactly how it was it's right. very interesting right so yeah we we went back with with jacob and small group mm-hmm. we were talking about just that whole like when he was returning to Esau and Esau brings out like 400 men and That's, Jacob's like I'm gonna send out mm-hmm. these gifts and yeah. and one gift at a time and you need to tell him this That's crazy and, yeah and so so Jacob has this history of yeah and then the whole wrestling with God and then getting a new name but it's like surely there it's it's so interwoven I I, I didn't really get the sense that it doesn't really say and he was wrong for doing that or and that convinced them or it, mm-hmm. it's just kind of this this thing it happened and jacob mm-hmm. was this kind of crazy schemer dude but mm-hmm. but surely there is a little bit at least of of the idea of be wise about the mission or oh, yeah. or think think it through don't just mm-hmm. expect uh definitely strategic yeah and yeah yeah and like you were saying the military or other situations i think we've all been in situations where you're going to an important meeting you only have so many words and you're like hey these are the words you need to say you know (laughs) make sure you talk about this you know you may not script the whole thing but you're like make sure you don't miss this main idea that's why you're here and um well the the right words too mm -hmm. right i don't know something with you know make sure you say livestock because shepherds Mm -hmm. are an abomination and we want to make sure Mm -hmm. you know it was was making sure that the right words were said to get the right outcome too it was very Mm -hmm. so i think that's the good probably probably tension or a combination or somehow those go together as we're as we're going forward to continue to study to continue to learn you know i've had friends who are like i'm going to be a missionary and i'm just going to drop into this country and not and learn like, the you language have no yeah you you haven't studied you don't know you have no mm-hmm. friends you have no support maybe not the best idea unless god directly just says do it uh, mm-hmm. you know that's great but i think that is that is a, a good tension to have is is remembering there god teaches things and gives you a brain and <laughs> and yeah. there are reasons to to think through stuff so when yeah. we have great organizations that help people do that too so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah nowadays at least being a missionary isn't just like i mean maybe some people do it this way but like church yeah. says you're a missionary and so here you go here's money and go to whatever country you know mm-hmm. we have organizations that train people and get people uh when we were in jordan you know six months ago or whatever it was funny like very similar to that sometimes the missionary would be like real gruff and yelling at people and moving people. And I was like, what is this? But it was, it was literally the only way to get us from point A to point B because 
culturally that was strategically the mm, way yeah. to talk. But if, That's how people speak in the you know, city. If, here, if yeah. he would have came and been like, excuse me, can we please move this? Swivel? Like, mm-hmm. we would have never. Anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. You it's, have to live a normal life and and know culturally, et cetera, how to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I keep getting struck by the countercultural thing of of letting your community, your Christian community, speak into your decisions and, and wrestle through the, mm-hmm. this is how I, I'm trying to do my miss, mission, what do you think? And or mm. this, these circumstances have changed. And, and I still think that's a thing we all wrestle with is I just want to figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, you know, <laughs> I don't want to bring this before my small group, but I think mm. it's so huge when you do bring that to your Christian community, these moments of, Man, my circumstances has changed, or I have this job offer, mm-hmm. and should I? Is it wise to do this? Mm-hmm. How does it affect the mission, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I think that's true too. Of if you're if you're a sojourner and your primary journey is to heaven, right? We're journeying to heaven. Mm-hmm. We we have these little paths we take and these little maybe moments, little detours, but we know that the ultimate overarching journey is to heaven. And so the, everything else falls under that, right? Mm -hmm. This job opportunity is underneath the mission God has given his church. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, I don't know if you guys have thought through that or could speak to that either. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's just good to get people's advice. And I think as (laughs) Americans, we, we often want to just do our own things. I mean, I I would summarize it that way. Yeah. It's good to submit to others, to ask others to be, to have the, I guess, what would you call that? The objectivity of, of other people looking at, at your life and what you're thinking and what you're saying. And, um, yeah, as Americans, I think most of our culture would say, no, just do you do you. <laughs> well, it takes humility and it is a risk. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what it, it takes saying, maybe I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. We don't like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, it, and then you still do have to filter through that perfectly filter through people's opinions and, you know, Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and as a leader, I found I'm, I, I tend to want to know people's opinions. Yeah. And as a leader, I found that that confuses people <laughs> when I'm leading them. They're like, what, why are you asking me? You know, I mean, it, it, yeah, I can, mess with people's minds but in general it's good to get other people's insights i think mm. cool we we talked a lot about you know culturally and and how he acted and stuff but your point was that being sojourners or sojourning um continues the mission can you remind what the mission was i mean you went what genesis 128 matthew 28 yeah genesis 128 is the sometimes you call it like the cultural mission or cultural commission different people use it in different ways. I think cultural mandate is a real common phrase for that, but it's be fruitful and multiply, have dominion, spread, you know, fill the earth. So I kind of talk about that as like the everyday lifeness of being a human and we're to glorify God through everyday life things. We're to cook meals, have children, mm-hmm. build cities. Um, so that part is fulfilled in literally them just leaving because if they would have yeah. stayed, they would have died. Yeah. They yeah. leave, they're able to. Mm-hmm. Um, live and then we even see in the text that they were we yeah and says I, fruitful and multiplied. And I made the connection second service but not in first it it actually said and they were fruitful and multiplied uh, I think it was towards the end of chapter it four, might be so. the part you didn't actually even read it's around the thigh part so yeah. I don't know <laughs> it's right before the thigh yeah, part actually it's it really right is. around there yeah. <laughs> really so is. I dropped my phone we'll call that number one for this episode I think we've dropped our phone somebody dropped a phone every episode for the last like four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll take a picture of Joey picking yes. up his phone. No, I'm just but Yeah, the fruitful and multiply. So that's Genesis 128. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I like to summarize that as like, you know, we're made in the image of God. Go do human things to glorify God and his image. Um, the other way I like to summarize it is spread paradise, right? Like God put them in Eden and he's like, go make more Eden. You know, I think would be a way you could paraphrase that. Mm. And uh, so that's kind of the human project. But. The gospel is what makes that possible. So Matthew 28, 18 through 20, we, a lot of times in evangelical churches, we call it the Great Commission. It's like Jesus's final marching orders to the church. Go preach the gospel, go make disciples, teach, baptize. Um, that enables Genesis 128. So we can't really do the one without the other, but I don't think they should be put at odds you know, against each other. It's just gospel renewal is what enables us to be full human, so. And in this text, mm-hmm. that's when Jacob comes and blesses Pharaoh's, where you got that from. Yeah, I was seeing that as, um, so again, you have to string together all these different texts, but Genesis 12, Genesis 15, you're going to bless the whole world. And then Paul comes in later in the New Testament and says, oh, this is how this is fulfilled through Jesus and the church and this mm-hmm. blessing spreading through the whole world. People are uh, being reconciled to God through the gospel and through Christ. So. It's hard to pull it just out of the text, but I was saying this text is an example of what Paul says later is um, the fulfillment of these blessings of redemption promised to Abraham. Hmm. This is total random too, but mm-hmm. the Coptic church was largely in Egypt too. Is that is that true? That is my understanding. So yes. that's kind of a cool just and way in the future, one of the earliest churches is back in Egypt, mm-hmm. <laughs> blessing, and yeah. Mm. Anyway, just sprung to my mind. Mm. Cliffhanger time? Yes, and I sojourning mm-hmm. um, sometimes feels like a cliffhanger. And full disclosure, I was out of the room for most of this. <laughs> um, you need to get your kids to sit through the third point. <laughs> sometimes they just got to use the restroom. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> But um, I, I did listen again, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm not quite sure what the cliffhanger is, unless you're just like I cut it off before <laughs> before Joseph mm-hmm, gets to mm-hmm. talk to Jacob about Jacob dying. I mean, so I'm not really sure what the cliffhanger was or what the connection was. Mm-hmm, Maybe it was mm-hmm. just because you were moving pretty quick at that point, you know? Yeah. So the the point was that. Basically, everything was good, so I should have said, mm. in just our text today, everything is good, mm. and it then it all goes bad again. So that was that was the broader point I was trying to say, so I probably didn't clarify that enough. So in our text, the end of chapter 47, and it's all good for them, and you've got the um, up and down of things are bad for Egypt, things are good for the Israelites. That's kind of the main point of the end of chapter 47. Mm. And then I was like, and what happens in the next book? Exodus is the next book. Everything's terrible for Israel, everything's great for Egypt. Egypt is Egypt is even bigger, more powerful. They're taking over more of the world, and they're trying to kill the Israelites. They've enslaved them. There's groaning. So, I was really trying to make the connection to that's that's where this story is is going. The kind of the four hundred year track of all of it. Mm. I was okay. thinking too. I was going to push you on your thoughts on cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think we hate cliffhangers. I think that's why they work. We always in movies too because mm, what, what what's saying. happening is we want it resolved. You're like, no, 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 you can't stop with it, right? Like, mm. watch your kids watch any like show that ends with "to be continued," and it's ah, 
ah, right, hatred. Mm. But then we're able to resolve it right away. So that's the difference is we're able to well, see the end. Nowadays, mm-hmm. we're able to resolve yeah. it right away in the Netflix world. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Netflix and yeah. Back when I was a kid, you had to wait a week, and then your TV would break before the next episode. <laughs> you know, back when we were kids, it was the same way, too. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not that old. I'm 10 years older than y'all. Y'all fly around in spaceships. I have to reuse real cars. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but anyways, we hate it in life and in, in art. No, that's, that's a really good point. So, yeah, talk about it like we like it, but no, we what we like is the result. Mm-hmm. We like... Mm-hmm. getting the next episode quickly mm-hmm. it propels us it's that yeah that's the because thing because we the don't hook. like the cliffhanger we drive on to the yeah it's, i'm i'm gonna read mm-hmm. the next book right mm-hmm. away as fast mm-hmm. as i can mm-hmm. like, yeah. i can't wait a year for this book to come out i can yeah mm-hmm. i do have a bone to pick okay about this. ready <gasps> whoa you Fighting. keep saying mm-hmm. i watch serial shows <laughs> no, that is really nobody says that <laughs> It no, sounds like nobody. serial killer every time he says that. Uh, I do think that. Or, or like a show where somebody just eats Captain Crunch over and over. Like, <laughs> we say, I watch That's series so or like, I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of like all the shows are. You don't even series, have to say yeah. what it is. It's like, I've been watching these color TV shows <laughs> that yeah. you have now. That looks great. Serial <laughs> right, shows. Thank you. You thank constantly you. have been saying, I watch serial shows. And I'm like, dude, no, people just call them shows. <laughs> That's or, so funny. I don't That's know. Awesome. Shows, right? We would just call them shows. Yeah. 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 Or a series. I've been watching this series on Netflix. Blah, blah, blah. You mm-hmm. might well, say do that, they, but... Yeah. Do they even have the other... What's the other thing? What's non-serial? A movie. What? A movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What would be a non-serial no, there used show? To be, there used to be... There were self-contained episodes that didn't have... Right? I guess. Oh, yeah. A lot a of... connection uh, to... Okay. Series in the past weren't connected. really... Okay. Yeah. Series. Yeah. There was another thing. They were they not don't... serial in that sense, but yeah. No, that's okay. Fair. That's fair. Right. Thank you. I'm I will try I... to talk how the kids talk today. So, like Andy Griffith, <laughs> An- Andy Griffith was not a serial show because every episode doesn't hinge on the next right. episode. Yeah. Okay. I guess so. Right. The the plot line is self contained, uh, even though the characters continue. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. The the suspense thing. Yeah. Was not nearly that common. Yeah. In the shows I watched growing up. Okay, so that's what it you definitely mean. happened you don't in mean, some shows. Okay, you don't mean that I'm watching a show that has five series. When you say serial, you mean I'm watching a show like Twenty Four that goes every next episode has to connect. Then okay, yeah, All yeah. Right. Okay, maybe I was unfairly judging you. Um, well, no, it's fair. I mean, it's really helpful to hear when I'm using a word that people don't use in everyday language because I don't, I don't like to do that. I want, I want to be understood. So I think I was using that in like a literary term way that if but if nobody uses that word that's not very helpful well maybe it's just me oh y'all can tell me a lot of the famous novels we know of were released in serial installments Mm -hmm. and that's that's what i have in my brain they would be it'd be like a chapter in a magazine Mm -hmm. back in the day 100 years or 200 years ago and that's kind of what i had in my head you remember those when they came out Uh, pinocchio Pinocchio was one of the. Oh, yeah. How, no, how many I was are not, the days I was of your life? <laughs> 103. I, I will say one of my favorite moments. I was the only one laughing, I think. No, there was a few people laughing at the, your Yoda description. Here comes Jacob. I'm picturing Yoda all bent over. And yeah. <laughs> that was a great. That was a great moment. Yeah. 
Thanks for that. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Genesis. You should have rephrased phrased the whole text to be in Yoda, though, if you wanted that, if you wanted that to come across. Well, I was reading the ESV, so it does sound <laughs> so, so basically what Yoda, huh? Oh, man. Anything else about the sermon you want to talk about? Mm. It was a good example of how God uses the Word, because I thought it was one of the worst sermons I've done in a long time. And I agree. I had, with, oh, wait. What? <laughs> and I had probably so one of the best responses I've had in months to mm. preaching. People in tears, people gripped. And I'm like, this is so mm. weird. I did such a bad job. Don't you understand I did a bad job? It's always mm. how it works, though, right? Yeah. Mm. It's encouraging. It reminds me that it's God's business, not mine. So. Mm. Way to open the word. Good mm. job. Thanks, man. Do you guys have Can't Let It Go's Want to Do It or Want to Skip It? Can't Let It Go. Can't let mm. it go. I don't think I have anything else. I've been eating a lot of cereal lately. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Captain Crunch? Just kidding. Actually, I hate cereal. Do you? Oh, I was going to ask your favorite cereal. cereal I do so not good. like cereal. Whoa. I love cereal. Too, too we never gluten. have cereal, but I love cereal. It's not the gluten. It's like it's like you're not eating anything. Oh, I got something. Mm-hmm. How about that gluten-free, dairy-free, egg-free, vegan-free? Vegan-free. You made? Vegan-free is uh, just meat, right? I don't really know. <laughs> I think that's what you said on the stage, like gluten-free, dairy-free, yeah. egg-free. Those three. Just those three. Free. Just those know. three. They're little packets a of air. Calls it, yeah. A friend of mine calls it fun-free. <laughs> but she just says that because her husband has to eat that way, and so she's picking it's on It's no fun. <laughs> um, I got one random nerd thought, maybe. Okay. Uh, so we do the new song mm-hmm. uh, called I Loved Bigger it. Than I Thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's been it's been good for me. I've talked to a lot of people who didn't get it, mm-hmm. a lot of people that did, but um I was just struck this week by the the line, the line that I did wrestle with the most cuz it's kind of weirdly shocking the first time you sing it is just you understand me. And they repeat it like four times every time. Mm-hmm. Um but man, I was just I was just really really chewing on how many levels of truth there are to that thing. So it's talking about God understanding us mm-hmm. and uh we had talked a little bit, but maybe it's maybe it's interesting to someone out there listening. Of I feel like that is the cry of maybe every generation, but but specifically, you know, the one I can relate to. Just like, mm. do you understand me? Does anyone understand me? Does anyone even know me? One of my favorite, um, actually, I don't know the exact quote, but but someone said the the uh, the description their their definition of what an author is is someone walking through the world saying, please don't erase me. And uh, so that resonates deeply with me as an artist. Like, that's what we're doing. We're trying to be understood. We're trying to connect and have this con- this connection. Mm. And the again, the beauty of the gospel is this, um, what, what angle do you want to take that from, right? Mm-hmm. God, God knows our form. He knit us together in, in our mother's womb. Psalm uh, 139. We, Yep, we have a high priest who can understand our temptations, but mm-hmm. he was without sin, mm-hmm. so he understands our weakness. He he knows that we are dust, right? That's another scripture. Um, but he, then even on the other, on this sort of communication side of things, do you know what I'm saying? Like we have the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit who in, who speaks with groans too deep mm-hmm. for words. Mm-hmm. Like so, I, I just think. Um, there's these songs, and sometimes you, it's like, well, there's not anything deep happening under that. That was just a cool-sounding phrase, but that mm-hmm. one specifically was just like, 
gosh, what a cry of our hearts to be understood and known completely and loved and accepted in that way. And, uh, that's, that's the beauty of the gospel, I think. So who said the donor erased me? What is What was that? That was a author you said, oh, man, said that? Gosh, like not, it was, it's not the song you said that was somebody else. No, yeah, that was just some random podcast from hmm. uh, they were quoting someone well, else. That reminds, I need to look it up. In the ancient world, the way you are not erased is by having descendants mm. and glory and making an impact. You know, that was a big part of the Greek literature, but that's part of the blessing that we have in the Abraham story. So it's interesting mm. to think about that connection too. Children are this living art piece for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You have yeah. a home, you have descendants, mm. blessing the world, reversing the curse. Mm. Yeah, I love I love the song. Mm. Go listen to it and then study all the Bible verses. that. All the Bible verses. Now you have to put all the Bible verses in the show notes. It was great. I, we put Bible verses in between the slides, and I, I was uh, talking to our sound guy. I, just, I had like 20 tabs open in my browser, like, which verses do I even choose? Because it's mm. so beautiful. Yeah. Anyway. And then it restarted them all because they were using significant energy. Well, and he spelled it mish and at one point too. So. Oh, whoops. Did I make fun of somebody who wasn't in this room? No. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I meant to make fun of people in this room, not people outside of this oh. room. Yeah, what? no, I don't. Cool. Anyways. I don't type myself. <laughs> my bad. We love, yeah, everyone. My bad. Joey's feisty we'll today. We'll cut that out. Yep. Cool. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Thanks. Nope. Yeah, we're maybe. building a pergola. Oh yeah, I saw that when I came on Sunday. <laughs> You're barely in between the two trees. Yep. Okay, cool. When did that happen? Friday. We were up here Friday and Saturday working on it. Oh, okay, cool. I say we. I was supervising. I was gonna say I left on Thursday and it was not there, and I came on Sunday and there was dirt all over the parking lot. Yeah. And then I looked up and was like, oh, there's wood in the ground. We made really good progress. Tell you what, things happen here mm. when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. Expect it. Yes. I'm excited. About it. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Sunday Recap, a weekly edition of the Grace Bible Church podcast, where we talk about life and faith based off of our sermon this past Sunday. For more podcasts, recordings of our sermons, to leave any comments or questions, visit begrace.org slash podcast. For more information about Grace Bible Church, visit begrace.org.